He was. That's what he, said. <laughs> he said that last time. Uh, <laughs> Judge Queen. Yeah. Judge Wise is not retiring. Only reason we voted for him because he said he was retiring. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know what? <laughs> hey, we got to get Oh, have, have we, we started? started? He already gave us I the clap. Know. Can we get a new clacker? Y'all are just punishing the editor. You just gave me the clap. We need more clap. Her audio is fine. She doesn't need any clap. You don't All right, know welcome that. back, everybody, to another episode of The Rider Loafers. Hey, but we're not just the Rider Loafers. Uh, we, are, we are the Rider Loafers. We are the This is the Ultimate Texas Podcast. Ultimate Texas Podcast. Yes, we have Michelle Haas. On here, it's going to be fantastic. Welcome. Texas history. I mean, I love about talking about restaurants and and, and money and all these different things. I got my money shirt on. Did y'all plan this? Yes. Actually, yes. Yes. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Ultimate Texas Podcast, right? We've got my mm-hmm. good compadres here. i got Suit Steve and Fireball Bill, Michelle Haas. Texas history. So I love Texas history. If you've seen these past episodes and you go back to episode one, you can talk about why we're doing this, and why we're trying to get the word out there about all these backstories. As the more I read, the more I kind of look up, the more that you digitize and I can understand. It's like, wow, this would be like the ultimate... Yellowstone episode. I can go, you know, <laughs> you could like mini series after mini series after mini series of of these uh, of these fascinating people and the struggles and the independence and the motivations, all those things. So, thank you for coming here. I know you came a long way. Oh no, no, it's it's well. a, it's an honor to be uh, to be here in the People's Republic of Conradistan. Oh yes. what I call yes. it. <laughs> what I call it. Oh, Don't forget boy. that the People's Republic of Conradistan. Uh, yeah. That's look, actually you have so no true. idea what you started. Because, yes, because. <laughs> Republic Boot Company, if you look around where we are right now, we're sitting on the Republic Boot Company stage, by the way. This really is kind of a museum in its own right to Texas it history. Is. And oh, by the way, we make some really cool custom mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. in the center of the universe. Yeah. And that's why yeah. uh, it's uh, it was so cool to hear from but your booker because yes. you guys make gorgeous, culturally relevant products. That are just gorgeous and smell it's phenomenal. Back that thing, yeah. but that you take time to touch on some facet of history when you talk to because you talk to your yeah. bros and yeah. it's a casual conversation. But you're always trying to teach people something they didn't the know about history. It's not, yeah, it's not about the product. It's about the full experience. And part mm-hmm. of that experience is to understand the history and the culture of. And that to, why are we doing this? That's correct. That's a rare thing to me. It's an it's an island which, which I call Conradistan. <laughs> you have started something for sure. Yeah, definitely have started something. There. Just get a new merch line. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. I see the new shit coming out. But right just like we had Matt Bryce on here from Federal Grill earlier, and he did a fantastic job. But his, yes, you know, Federal and Republic, you know, they're strong words. They mean something mm-hmm. to to us and and what we're doing. It's not the you know Conrad Boot Shop or anything like that. It's about our people. It's about this thing that we're trying yeah. to do, educating people on. You know, I, I had done some stuff with, with, you know, kids trying to educate them or, or bringing stuff to the public. But this is the best uh, venue to kind of do it. You got to kind of bring them in and make them comfortable and explain like, you know, like, oh, this this map. What is this map? This isn't the Texas map. Well, this was a Republic of Texas. Right. What does that mean? Well, and you just start going into this whole like thing. Well, some people like blow you off. Some people want to go deeper into well, it. Well, and then they want that on their boot. 
Which yeah, we've done a lot right. of that with the right. 100%. It went into Wyoming, you know, all this kind of stuff. That like, the the original mean? sexy shape of the Republic the sexy is, shape, yes. is not something that everybody recognizes, and it's something that everybody should recognize. Are we going to bring it back? Am I allowed to actually bring <laughs> back the original shape? Will, will New Mexico let me? I think the Santa Fe expedition said said no, right? Yeah, right? kind of, but... Yeah, well. I, but, but, hey, I but love... You the, bringing people in yeah. here, and it feels like home, and then... You know, you're just surrounded by things that are conversation starters. That's a hell of a thing that you're doing. I appreciate that. But I love what you're doing, right? So why are we doing this? Why? I mean, you're so you're you got so, yeah. so many things. And we're going to talk about the digitization of all of this documents that future historians can actually go into and, and, and make their own books and stories and all that. That is a huge thing for our future. Somebody started this. At different points you know but why in the world did you get into this i mean what is your what well, is the, the motivation the publishing side the nonprofit side because my entire yeah, life yeah you're is, all over the place right is, so maybe publishing yeah. side right so so what's where did the history where, where, well, did, where did the passion yeah, for yeah, yeah. texas history come from for you i was not born into it mm -hmm. confession my mother is a yankee uh oh if y'all need to take any action on that we can do that later but so i didn't grow up in a, a rara texas yeah. sort of household and i had a phenomenal seventh grade texas history teacher he made me draw a black bean and i thought i was gonna die oh okay that's cool. i honest to god thought right and he was that kind of teacher that just was passionate about it it's great that. that the teacher aspect because uh, J judge ken wise is here as well we talk about going into schools and making mm -hmm. sure that those teachers uh, really, you know, explain some of that, you know, the black bean episodes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and, so. and you can you can bring that to life for kids in the way that, you know, it scared the bejesus out of me. That I went home and, and, <laughs> and told my mom, Mr. Jackson almost killed me today. Yeah. And, but that, so a lot of that stuck with me because he was such a good teacher, but it wasn't until... I was in Houston in my 20s working in oil and gas and just as a side hustle started selling rare books and just gravitated to Texana because A, there's a market for it, yeah. B, you know, there's a just a plethora of it in Houston estates and bookstores. and It is kind of hard to find though, like I, I try to find stuff on Etsy or, or not Etsy but eBay and other other uh, markets to try to get some old books and i found some old you know journals crockett and all this kind of stuff but it's not so i mean i know you're in different worlds no, no it's no, out there I mean, and, and you know some yeah. of that so dude perfect segue right. i love you man right. that's what i do professional with this <laughs> one day someone said one day someone said to me if you find this book once a year and you sell it for 500 dollars, why why not just republish it so that everyone can read it and you can sell a thousand copies for forty dollars and i said because i don't know how to make a book idiot yeah like that's the simple answer but i started thinking well, why don't i know how to make a book how hard can it be so i and learned so i learned all the design software yeah. and and the how to communicate with the printer and all that and secretly published this uh this book of land conversions that uh, reprinted this book about you know the converted land measures from between French, Spanish, and standard, 
and tried to sell it. And I didn't tell anyone. It was a secret. And because I'm from Rockport originally, I named it. I had to put an imprint on it. So I picked Copano Bay Press because Copano Bay is the most beautiful body of water in the state. Don't care what you say. I'm willing to fight you over it. Feisty. I didn't think it would. I work. wore green just to make you happy here. So, by the way, if you can see us on our on our video yeah. uh, feed, we've got some nice. And it is Christmas time. We should be talking. Some platforms we're right. still in black and white. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, yes, Copano Bay. Yeah. Fantastic. We can. We're we're green screenable for yes. whatever anybody wants you to can put different arms on me. Us. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we can arms. make you a squid. <laughs> make me a squid, please. So, uh, I, I didn't think that. I didn't think that would take Quickly. off. My and it mind did. is just blown. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just so, so many I, things I'm thinking of right now. I, Fire, you got fireball buildings. I, I actually have the skill set to do that. Okay. And I'm. We're going to talk later. Mm-hmm. Okay. You like whiskey? Open pay. You like whiskey? Gin. Oh, we're in. All right, I can do that. I got a new gin. Gin, I'm in. in. Yes. Yes. So I, I had no idea that anybody would buy that damn book, and then they did, and I went, well, hot damn, like. Maybe I don't have to be a rare bookseller. Maybe I, there's a viable business in publishing Texana and just started boom, 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 boom. Just because like I Texana, knew so you're much. Texana, you talking about like Texas-relevant Texas uh, topics? Texana, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's all, that's yeah, okay. all we publish. And, and we try to stay in the vein of firsthand accounts. Okay, um, awesome. Just from all time periods. I mean, we've mm-hmm. got Republic era. We've got late 19th century. We've got cattle drives and... You know, I wrote a book about the discoverers of the East Texas oil field, and like, like Spindletop area. Are you talking about north of that? The original days. You're writing books too. I'm saying now we're kind of jumping around. You do so many different things, right? <laughs> so, so your your book, East Texas oil field, is that what it's called? It's called Dad and Doc. It's Dad and Doc. It's because it was uh, Dad Joiner was the the wildcatter, mm. and Doc Lloyd was the fake geologist. Mm. who was pretending he knew there was oil under the ground in East Texas under the pines to sell stock certificates, to sell shares of these wells that they never thought would come in. And then, oh, crap, they came in. And they had triple, quadruple, quintuple sold stock in those Mm. wells. And then, so that's how we get H.L. Hunt, right? He shows up and goes, look, you screwed up. I got a little bit of money. I'll buy out your interest. You won't get sued anymore by these people with stock certificates. That's how H.L. Hunt starts his fortune and then goes off on that bizarro H.L. Hunt yeah. life with all his family. It's fascinating that you went into that. That's like a, for me, like a rabbit hole, like just getting yep. into that. Yeah, my, my entire life is just a just history rabbit holes. It, it, yeah. I was going through my my uh, grandfather's stuff. My father, you know, passed away a few years ago, and it was devastating to me. But he, I got all of this documents. I'm going through it in detail. He's talking about so so my grandfather was born in 1909 in Beaumont, you know, because they're they're doing the um, spindle top mm-hmm. thing and all the oil wells and stuff like that. Then my great grandfather came to Humble, and they had the great Humble fire. Do you know about this? Oh yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was helping to like in his. They've got pictures of this, and I should probably give them over I, to you. It's I've fascinating. Seen you, so your, your your family had pictures of yes, the Humble of fire? the fire. Because I've seen lots of postcards. And nobody knows about this kind of thing, you know, like the Humble, and that's where Exxon comes from, is Humble mm-hmm. as well. And um, anyways, just, I love these kind of 
these things that we need to preserve, these historical moments that nobody knows about this. I have a sign. I shouldn't. Well, yeah, we'll put this out to the world and somebody's going to come steal the damn thing. I have a wooden. We're seen by millions, by the way. <laughs> I have Sorry. a wooden sign that says, um, <clears throat> you know, Texas Oil Company. It's the, the well name was like Edna number 38 or something. It's an original Texaco handmade oil sign from the 30s before Texaco was Texaco. So there's a sign pointing to the door to my office that says the Texas That's company cool. on it. The Texas. And now somebody's going to steal it. Nobody's <laughs> going to steal it. Nobody's going to steal it. The post and arm guard yeah. out there. But it's so publishing was uh, has been my career for 17 years. Sometimes I'm fortunate enough to be working with a book that no one no, uh, from the 19th century that nobody really knows much about the author and I get to you know, I'm working on this in 2023. I have more resource, resources at my disposal. I can go track down who was this guy, why did he write this book, and add something to that. Are you? How do you get these resources? I know that you're you're very connected in this world, right? And so it's just fascinating to me. Like, uh, not to give away your secrets, but it's just oh, like, no, no, it's no, like no. you've got so many different connections to, to figure out. Hey, I'm gonna get this first hand first hand accounts you know, that you said. And then to, to verify all this stuff so future historians can, well, can verify okay. that right inside their... So I know... How big is your team? <laughs> is it you? Yeah. See? That's, and, what, that's what I'm getting at. And, yeah. and, my marketing, and my marketing director. So if you've ever read an email from us that made you want to buy something, that's not me. That's half me. Mm-hmm. I'm a control freak. So that's part me. Uh, because of my background in rare books, I already know what's a, 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 a good meaty book to bring back into print yeah. and then anything I can add to that whether it's annotations or new research about the person who That's wrote fascinating. it just, just to kind of so you're taking these, these, these books as you said a meaty interesting yep. content you're like oh my god you know I'm, I love history and I love Texas but this is this is something everybody needs to understand so you're actually putting the, uh, the the connota- the uh, yeah anything the that can be added whatever. like you know we have a, a there's a great book that was published in 1859 that was about this this man who worked on a ranch it's one of the earliest cowboying books we have about Texas and you know by access to digital records I could establish that he was working for Tom O'Connor hmm. down around Victoria and you know could add some context to that book when we republished it right? so that people know exactly where he was working and what historical circumstances he was living in. And that dude was wild. Like he went and ran cattle in Australia before he came to Texas. Wow. You can think about 1859, just this, this era. How are you traveling? I mean, you know, you, you were traveling just, uncomfortably on a ship. Exactly. And you probably have body lice by the time you get here. <laughs> yeah, you're not on Qantas coming over here from uh, Melbourne yeah, or whatever. There's no cocktails on board. No, nothing. No. That's crazy. Do you have a place that, like, all of these books that you have <laughs> that you have published, republished, however you uh, term that, that play, people can go as, like, they're a website or something oh, yeah. that people can go to and access this collection of books that you've put back out there? The full the full catalog. So we do books, yeah. and then we have a collection of historic maps. Oh, wow. We have print, old oil field prints, and everything is at coponobaypress.com. If you can't spell Copano, that's a you problem, but I'll spell it for Ooh. you. It's C-O-P as in Paul, A-N as in Nancy, O. 
CopanopePress.com. Well, I could do that. Yeah. That was easy. Yeah. Are you sure? Especially for him. So do you find that most <laughs> of the people that purchase your books or your maps, are they do you find that, that there's any trend within them? Are they are they purchasing them because they're just interested and want to read them? Are they collectors? Are they what what do you, what Dude, do you find about good point? I got stories. Okay. I'll keep it Please. short. Um I hear from people that say, you know, I just finished reading, there's a, an account we published of this British woman who came to Texas on a, an armed yacht called the Dolphin with her husband. I mean, they you know, have more money than God, and they were just, they were just sailing, you know? It popped up in Texas during the Republic era, 1842. They were right here in Houston. Rowdy and loafers. she's a, ref- <laughs> yeah, it was smack dab during the Rowdy Loafer <laughs> period. And, you know, she she didn't pass judgment on the Texians. She called the Texians such agreeable savages. (laughs) Agreeable savages. Yeah, because Uh, at the time, you know, Houston. I could relate to that. Buildings (laughs) in this town. There's another T-shirt coming. (laughs) Agreeable savages, yes. Sorry. The agreeable savages of Conradistan. Yes, you're you're creating you're lots guy? of uh, lots of <laughs> no. t-shirts and he's, uh, uh, he's behind the bar. He don't care. We're talking yeah. about you. Agreeable yeah. savages. <laughs> Stephen Harden. Yes. He's one of my dearest friends in the whole he's, wide world. He was here with the Rowdy Loafers. We did some pictures, but he's a so all of that stuff. Like the um, oh man, I'm gonna blank on some of his books but they're Taxi and Alien Taxi Macab Taxi Macab is Texan the Houston Macab is, is is about Houston mm-hmm. and talking about the uh, the Roddy Loafers well, he's given here. both of those copies to me for Christmas different yeah. times and this is even but like early days right gift. well yeah. there yeah. is yeah. and there's a I shouldn't say this it's not my publishing contract but he's an Abilene he's going to kick my ass I I got to do some I was a a reader on his new book, which is all about the runaway scrape, and it is okay. it is something That's special. Right. We've, yeah. we've mentioned that many yeah. times on here. It is it is something yeah. special yeah. because there's new uh, there's new accounts, new yeah. unpublished accounts of the oh. runaway scrape that that nobody's ever seen that are going to be in that book. And fascinating, it is, it is awesome. Yeah, we were talking about the which way tree, you know, and so I was kind of calling out my uh, my Roddy Loafer friends here about which way you're going to go, and so it's these things that people don't really understand. Not understand, but never heard these stories. Let's get these fascinating stories out there. And honestly, uh, I'm gonna do a shout out to Brandon Seal because I've been listening to his accounts mm-hmm. of of pre 1836 and all that, and the Cabeza de Vaca, all that. Yeah. So it goes way back to 15 1500s, and uh, you know, I love it. And what you're doing, like, I want to get all of this stuff out there, digitizing this stuff. So from the publishing companies to the new work. Yeah, that's that's its own animal. My goodness gracious. So about three years ago, was this 2023? I'm so tired. I don't even know what year we're in. Just humor. Pretend it's 2023 if it's not when this airs. Um, I started seeing, you know, uh, quotes in the media from professors at flagship Texas University saying wild stuff, you know, that the Alamo is a a commemoration of whiteness and and that the Battle of San Jacinto didn't represent freedom for everyone. Well, you know, yeah. no shit. Yeah. But it, it, that's, if you're a professional historian, that's all you have to say on the matter. 
you're not really one of the greatest things is if you go back and look about the the crown i talked about this earlier but the crown against the the republicans which were the federalists at that time mm -hmm. it, it is it is oppression of freedom and all these people like zapata for example like mulatto uh, tejano and all that fighting these battles for a principle these jeffersonian principles of the enlightenment that came oh yeah from the american continent over so we call americans i don't care again i'm a, I'm a texan through and through mm -hmm. right? I don't i'm not you know stay whatever i'm all about the, but if you look at the the letter which is task harm um from travis it's to uh the uh the people of texas and all americans in the world mm -hmm. so the people of texas all americans in the world is, is the all americans in the it's world. it's an idea a, it's an idea yes yeah. it, is, it is a uh, a constant thread that we all were doing. So the, the Tejanos, the Mexicans, the Mulattoes, you know, the people. You may not, you may know this, Chris, because you know stuff, but one of the biggest proponents of that, and people don't, people don't talk about this because there's not a recent translation of it, and I'm working to change that, but Lorenzo de Savala, after he was exiled from Mexico, he went to the United States and kicked around and he wrote a travelogue about it. He wrote, he, he wrote, he wrote down his observations about how democracy impacted the American people. And that's what he wanted for Mexico. Right. And so, so Lorenzo de Zavala was the president of the, of that wrote the, the constitution uh, of 1824. So when you look at the Alamo, you see 1824, right. Right. right? That was the federalist, the independent-minded yep. thing written by Lorenzo de Zavala. We have the de Zavala flag here everywhere. We, mm -hmm. we support that. So it wasn't, it wasn't your race. It wasn't all of that. It was in the ideas of this Enlightenment movement written by our... our Because he was the vice president, right? The first yep, vice president. Yep, he was our first vice president. Texas, Lorenzo de Zavala. And, and the reason that he was was because, you know, Mexico was in such turmoil and... You know, Santa Ana comes to power in and out, in and out, in and out eight times. Right. And he sees an opportunity for Texas to establish a form of republicanism such as he had seen in the United States. Right. And says, sure, I'll, I'll sign my name to that because he had witnessed it firsthand. And that's yeah, that's what he believed in. And so I'm, I'm actually trying to get someone to translate. There's been what well, was one translation in the 80s. I don't know how reliable that translation is. I don't know how familiar that translator was with, yeah. you know, period Regency period Spanish, but uh, I would love to digitize his his the Spanish version of his book. But of his book is this? Zavala. De Zavala. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote he wrote two. He wrote a history of revolutions in Mexico. Yeah. So I mean, the Tejano mm -hmm. cause again, going back to the people that came from the Canary Islands. Right from Spain over, and they were self-sufficient sitting there in uh, San Antonio. I mean, these these folks were the ones, like the, the Seguins and, and others that were fighting against, um, you know, Joaquin Hernando that came up as centralist and royalist to, to take them out. I mean, it's fascinating, right? So, um, but the Tejano element is needs to be. Uh, a little bit stronger represented inside of a Texas history. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. But at the same time, when you have professional historians that are saying, nobody talks about Juan Seguin. Like, are you high? Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, that's not, that's patently untrue. Uh, awareness of Juan Seguin 
and Erasmus again and the Navarros has never been higher. And and that's good. That's a, yeah. they're like everyone that was integral to the story needs to be integral to the story. So when people are saying when people with degrees that are in high places are saying that the Alamo is a, a monument to whiteness that that gave me pause it gave me pause for a while and then i start looking at I'll how myself back what we were talking about earlier <laughs> like, come on are you serious yeah. i, mean, I start, it's insane I, it's so, in a insane. few more minutes than, it's than insane. five and, and look i started looking <laughs> at That's why i want to create the miniseries to kind of show it in action about this back and forth back and forth i mean yep you know the especially the anglos that, that came with the tejanos during this whole battle of 1813 to 1836 i mean it was it was, a, it was a cause deal it wasn't like a racial deal to be honest i mean they also well and at like some Bui, point jim Bowie is married to very mundy their whole family at some point though right? it you, you know you've had the revolution you fought the war short though it was you fought it you won it and then you're trying you establish a government and you're trying you're trying to keep that government while the enemy literally lives at your back door. And so there was there was some persecution of Tejanos because people were like, Okay, you used to be loyal to Mexico and then you weren't and then you were and no so uh, and was that like was it racial? Was it or was it just you're from that other country, bro. Are you going to plant a knife in my back? Um, when, when Juan Seguin went to retrieve the what was left of the bones of the Alamo defenders, he called he called them heroes, right? And right. made a, a very moving gave a very moving eulogy, and. Uh, just, Still, the the people of San Antonio had had endured so much from from oh, hell yeah. late eighteen seventeen hundreds to eighteen thirty six ish, or even after that, right? I mean, they got reinvaded in eighteen forty two, right? So it was just this thing, but they they never the great they never gave up on that that sense of freedom, really. I mean, th this, those people. I mean, again, if you again going back to Brandon Seals. Um, documentary of this thing just talking about them slitting throats and, and and raping the women of san antonio coming through after the battle of medina horrendous stuff never talked about but it needs to be understood that it was just and they 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 didn't bow down and say oh now we're going to be you know a centralist whatever right no, we're going to be our independent federalist and they also groups. didn't say we're going to get the hell out of here and right and they just continued on yeah, right they right. went a lot of that, those guys they went to louisiana for a little bit came back and now they're uh, they're fighting with us once again, as you said, fighting at the, at San Jacinto, coming back burying bones. I mean, just a great uh, aspect of Texas history. So what I had to do, what I felt I needed to do, was I I felt like I well, what are the odds that the public has a clue that people that are heads of history departments who are teaching Texas history not to seventh graders but to college age kids who are you know half as capable of like making their own decisions but are in that period of life where they're sort of moon-eyed about their professors and like I believe everything he says <laughs> and right. so because we've developed a large mailing list and audience through publishing so many books over the years we started making people aware of that. People started getting pissed off. I know, family show. 
and it got to a point where people were sending me articles left and right like have you seen this what do you know about this professor like what do you know about my alma mater i finally said okay i can't do this by myself anymore i need other people to write articles i need other people to pay attention so they're writing articles and talk about this digitization well, so i started i started a nonprofit. Yeah, i started a nonprofit called texas history trust okay got a board on board got some people with phds mm -hmm. who are smarter than me and you know people who are history people but familiar with the nonprofit world and said okay y'all what are we going to do like yeah we need to counter this narrative but we that's negative are you trying to counter it through the actual facts of the documentation well the thing about academics the thing about professors is they're not used to criticism mm -hmm. and nobody's providing any right. well now they are but you need a positive element. You can't just say this is wrong. You've got to, you've got to fill that void with something. So I started taking like the papers of Sam Houston, the Austin papers. Uh, Where was this before? Has, has this ever been available to the public? Some before? of it, some of it, yeah. Uh -huh. And you know, if you want to buy that set of books, it's a set know, of, bunch of books that are written. Papers of Sam Houston oh. is a set of books. Okay. The Austin Papers is a set of books. Papers of the Texas Revolution, 10-volume set of books, will set you back a minimum of about three grand if you want to buy it and keep it in your house. But nobody has the contents available but to them. Papers of the Texas Revolution was not online because it's still under copyright. So I had to go ask permission from the copyright owner to provide this to the public on the website so that it's searchable, it's readable. It's so if huge. you want to know what... Stephen F. Austin wrote about slavery. Right. Go to the website, go to texashistorytrust.org, click read our books. It's wide open. And I don't it's know what you're getting for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> because a digital copy of, uh, you can yeah, you can go from Spanish era Texas, Mexican era Texas, uh, Lamar's papers, Houston papers, Austin papers, papers mm -hmm. of the revolution, um, history of Refurio, because you know, so much of Texas was Refurio early mm -hmm. on. That's all in one place. It's about $50,000 worth of books <laughs> yeah, for free yeah. on the that's website. Awesome. And that, so, so you, that, it's on your website now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and what's the website? TexasHistoryTrust.org. Click read our books and you'll be reading our books. We'll have a link below for that, by the way. It's awesome. And we make. Is it free? Anybody can access that? Yep. Awesome. Yep. Because I, I, what we want is the public to be able to say, oh, I'm reading this wonderful book by Dr. Harden. That quote doesn't seem right. Or I want to know more about that footnote. Right. You got it. You don't have to go to a university library now. You can do it on your phone. It's, I tested so many platforms to make sure that people could read this on a phone, on a tablet, wherever, whenever. And... Yeah. That's the thing I'm proudest of because it's, you know, it's probably 30,000 pages of information and I had to click my, because I have a non-destructive book scanner yeah. and I had to center and click for oh, each one of those wow. freaking that's pages. A, we, but that's a big, we, we salute your yeah. work to, yeah. towards Texas. That's fantastic. I mean, so what is the future for Michelle Haas and all your, your, you know, clicking and scanning and all that, <laughs> all, the, all the hard work that your, you've done. What, what are you going to do? We're going to bring more stuff online. Uh, yeah. We're uh, hoping in the near future, I've got some people who do high-end production. Um, you keep talking about Yellowstone episodes. Yeah. Uh, I want to be able to... Every time I read one of these, I'm thinking about that. I, I want to be able to do um, 
the, thir- the, the siege of the Alamo. I want to be able to talk about the Gutierrez McGee expedition yes. in a visual way that's beautiful. Yeah. And which that one is fantastic. I did some deep dive on Gutierrez. New book, new book about that coming out uh, first of the year. Really? Mm-hmm. Yours? Hell, hell no. Or there is no. a new book coming out. Yes. He, he worked on it for so long. Like, I'm saying hell no, because there's no way Again, I could have spent that <laughs> much time. Spanish on it. times. This is before that. Right. We traveled through <laughs> up to America. You're getting, yeah. And, and all that, and, and brought back these, these Enlightenment Jeffersonian principles that really inspired this through the Texas Revolution. So that's fantastic. I didn't realize that. That's great. Yeah. No, that's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, God love him, the guy who wrote it. Just He keeps saying, when my book comes, every time you have a conversation with him, well, when my book comes out, dude, we get it. You have a book coming out. Mel, awesome. <laughs> but it, it's going to be awesome. And I, th- I think our future is just continuing to, you know, get the word out to people about primary source documents. Yes. Um, and just what a, what a riveting story we have to tell from from beginning to right now in I mean, Texas. I could probably do this for like seven more hours. <laughs> I, I, I love it. We didn't even touch on Texian Navy. So we had a Navy. Oh my goodness. Just real quick. I, I mean, just real quick. I know we, I, producer, we had, producer's screaming over here. Producer's like, you know, screaming at me. But hey, the Texian Navy talking about the Republic of the Yucatan or the Yucatan people that were trying mm-hmm. to be independent as well in Texas, the Texian, the, the Republic of Texas helping them, giving the, yes. the, the ships yeah they they, you know texas wasn't the only mexican state that was pissed with santa Ana and centralism and and so you know zacatecas obviously they got their asses handed to them um yucatan was not happy then there was the whole planted a texas flag on cozumel we did and i need need to and i take it back i have much regret that that we just didn't stick with that and You know, you can kind of blame Sam Houston. Yes. A little I, bit. I'm a, I'm a Lamar he, he, guy. He does daily. Oh, yes, okay. Yes, Give yes, it up. Yes, yes. I'm, a, I'm a Texas national. Green power. Yes. So, so yeah. So this is green for the actual flag of the, uh, the, Repu- the People's Republic of the North or whatever was <laughs> green. It was an Irish flag. Or they were yeah. McGee, I guess, was Irish, right? Yep. So they had a... Uh, so we had two navies. We had two navies. And... Nobody talks about these, you know, we have the Battle of Campeche and you have uh, Mexico as these brand new top of the line ships and we're still under sail and they've got steamers. And I'm not going to say that it was a route. I mean, it, it was it was a tie. We beat their ass. But still, I mean, come on. But we beat their ass. And the cool thing is, if you talk about the old Colt 45s that won the West, mm-hmm. and the Battle of Campeche. That's is, what's is engraved. Dictated engraved on yep. the Colt 45 is that so people don't realize where'd that come from like you have to ask it's the it's why, the, why, the why, Texas why, Navy why? Colt and then because Sam Houston took his boot heel and smashed the Texas Navy to bits there were all these surplus revolvers that later end up in the hands of the Texas Rangers right Right. Just can you imagine that you're just out like at Ken Wise's Texas Ranger? Pretty badass. <laughs> you're out trying to. I know. So at, we're getting at this part of the episode as we talk about how Wise the, Texas. The boot of the day. We're cutting you off. We're cutting you off. Where did it come from? You, so 
<laughs> we always got to do Texas history mm -hmm. stuff, which we, we've we've done a great job with. And this is a University of Houston boot, but it's got the skyline of Houston on here too. So it's kind of a cool. We got the alligator coming up into some uh, black calf, into the red calf, and uh, yeah. Just kind of showing the unique things that I we can do. The back of it. I, want, I want to see how much skyline there actually is. Oh, it's, it's all the way around. The yeah, way around. that's it's awesome. Amazing, right? Yeah, I think the skyline. That's is perfect. Yeah, and it's actually kind of pretty accurate. Uh huh. Of the, just brings the, the coolest things that we do. Up. That's kind of unique to unique to Republic, and we've done these skyline boots for Houston Astros, for yes. uh, University of Houston, and few other things in, in various colors so Texans it's not it's not uncommon to get a, a request for a custom boot with the skyline yeah love yeah. it so can't see it if you're thing. doing the uh, the audio version of this so we're out there for the audio version but go to YouTube and you can check out our our video feed and you can see these boots and and check us out so how can we find you what, what are you doing next what what's the uh, the next thing that we want people to understand how to how to get in contact with you or find your material. Well, and and then we're not done with you. We want you to come back another time. Yes, so I've got. More we need to talk about. <laughs> I got a lot. There's more. a lot to talk about. Yeah, I'm I'll just back. I'll just put up a tent in the bar area. Okay. And uh, and and we can just sit there Indian style. I love that she chose <laughs> the bar area. Yeah, well, you don't want to walk style. too far. That, that's my home. For a refill. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, people can, you know, Texas History Trust is on uh, is on Facebook. We're Texas on YouTube. Texas History Trust, yeah. We have a... We Just have, Google it, right? We have a... Oh, yeah, yeah. But TexasHistoryTrust.org. Or you can go to YouTube, Texas History Trust on YouTube. Right. We have a lot of videos there about oh, cool. Texans stories that you may not know. Yeah. They're not famous people. They're just cool Texans. The cool thing is, again, is I, as I've gone through this journey and I've really gone deep in some of the stuff, is everybody knows those general stories. But the more fascinating thing is the backstory, like the why. Absolutely. And again, I'm, I'm digging into like the Spanish era of, you know, a lot of Anglos coming over and doing this. All, it, the, all the filibustering and, yeah, and all, all that. that. It's, 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 it's wild that it's like there's a whole nother life before yeah, the life exactly. that you knew. Exactly. And... All, all of that stuff is, I mean, from back to the Spanish explorers. 100%. It's, it's all just wild stuff that's filled with daring men right. that it's had a pair. Daring men with, yeah. with, with a trying to do a, a, a mission that is morally Well, and correct. the beauty of it is, is, is every one of these folks are just people that have a oh, passion sure. and yeah. believe sure. in something. So everyone makes a difference. No matter who you are, you make a difference. And that's it. episode two here soon. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thank you, Michelle Haas, so much for Thanks coming Thanks, y'all, for having me. Thank coming you. over here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Adios, guys. Woo! All right. <laughs>